It's time for overtime. Who's ready to cha-cha? In the world of sports, it's all about the playmakers in today's headlines. From locals to the pros. With interviews from local standouts and sports all-stars across the country that will have you talking. There's heroes on the clock. It's over. It's over. The Chiefs have won. The Chiefs have won Super Bowl 57. Hear from coaches to players, sports analysts, and broadcasters who are a part of the action every day. Overtime. Now with Burt Ramin on ESPN 102.3. AM 1000 KSOO, Sioux Falls Sports Leader. Just a little bit past noon here in the 605. We're getting cranked up and ready to roll with today's high noon showdown, as always presented by Tap House 41, the best burgers, beer, and bourbon in the Sioux Empire. And your opportunity to go home with a gift card to Tap House 41 is right now. We've got Zach on the line, but I've got nobody else out there who's called me. Give us a call, 605-362-3776, as we welcome Zach into the show. Zach, I appreciate the call. You're in for the High Noon Showdown. How are things going for you today? Oh, doing all right. Good, good. I appreciate you being with us. Since you were our first caller, Zach, uh, while we wait for another caller here and your opponent on today's High Noon Showdown, would you like to pick your questions from List A or List B today? Um, we'll just go with A. List A. So, Zach, I'll put you back on hold. I'm looking uh, for a caller out there to be brave. My son says that to me all the time. I say, hey, are you scared? He said, no, I'm not scared. I'm brave. Be brave out there. Give us a call, 605-362-3776. And you could play the High Noon Showdown and face off against Zach. If I don't get a caller, might just have to be me against Zach, and I already know the answers. But Zach's going to go home with the prize pack. I think you should challenge him. Give us a call, 605-362-3776. Still to come on the show, headlines of the day, Friday Parlay live coming up. We'll also chat with Joe DeLeon here in a moment and pro fisherman Ted Takasaki to round out the show. Got a couple callers here. Let's go ahead and pick line number two. Welcome into overtime. What's your name? Hey, Bert, this is Brandon. Brandon, I appreciate the call, buddy, and you're going to have... List B, and you'll have an opportunity since you're our second caller here. Brandon, would you like to go first or second today? I'll go first. First. All right. I like the confidence here from Brandon. Back on hold, he goes. And it's time now for the High Noon Showdown brought to you by Tap House 41. That's two. That's far shooter. Oh, you can count. Good for you. And you can count on me waiting for you in the parking lot. It doesn't have to be a fight in the parking lot. Although we love to see that actually it's time to duke it out in this week's edition of the high noon showdown high noon showdown is always brought to you by tap house 41 brandon has boldly said that he will go first on today's program brandon your first question is a jersey number what jersey number did longtime chicago bear quarterback jay cutler wear oh jay cutler six that is correct. Congrats, Brandon. Off to a good start. Now we move over to Zach. Zach will keep it in the NFC North with our next question. Not currently, but was there for a long time. What jersey number did Matthew Stafford wear? He wore nine. That is correct. Zach, will stay with you here for our next question here on the High Noon Showdown. What college did newly released former Minnesota Viking Eric Hendricks, go to. He went to UCLA. That's correct. Two in a row for Zach, putting the pressure on Brandon. Brandon, 
Minnesota Viking player of the past, Anthony Barr. What college did he go to? Anthony Barr. Did he also go to UCLA? Yes, he did. It was a trick question. Congratulations. You're still alive, Brandon. It's 2-2 two to two so far, so now it's your third question here. Adam Thielen, released today by the Vikings. Here's your question. He's fourth all-time in Vikings history in receiving yards. We're asking you today, who is first in Vikings history in career receiving yards while on the team? Um, Chris Carter? That is correct. Congratulations, and we'll see if Zach can match it. Zach, your final question to push it into overtime. There have been through there are currently three teams in the NBA with 16 or less victories this season. Name oh, one of them. 16 or less? 16 or less. So one of the three worst teams in the league right now. Ooh. Um maybe gosh no, New Orleans? That is not correct. And now, Zach, I appreciate the call. Brandon, you are our winner. Congratulations. Hang on hold for us. You're the winner of the of the High Noon Showdown. Heck of a way to get in on it at the buzzer and uh, go home with the prize pack. Congrats, man. Awesome. Thanks a lot. All right. Hang on hold, Brandon. We appreciate uh, everybody that participates in the High Noon Showdown. Always found Friday at noon right here on ESPN Sioux Falls. We will take a break. We'll come back with your headlines of the day and unveil this weekend's Friday Parlay live. That's next. Get your entries in on Twitter at ESPN Sioux Falls. Best of luck to all of our entries. And before long, we'll be talking NCAA tournament here on the show. Back after this, ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO. This is Bird with ESPN Sioux Baseball. It's all here on ESPN 102.3 and AM 1000 KSOO, Sioux Falls Sports Leader. Back with you on the Friday edition of Overtime. A reminder, I will be out next week, but back the following Monday, March 20th. I'll miss you guys quite a bit, but I'll be out and about with some vacation time. Hate to miss out on the storylines of next week, including the beginning of NFL free agency and the beginning of the NCAA tournament. But I'm excited to recap all of that with you and hopefully have some uh, clarity regarding the Aaron Rodgers situation, Lamar Jackson. Uh, The entire bracket field will be set, and we'll have a whole uh, two rounds completed by the following Monday, a week from Monday. So, hate to miss you guys. I'll miss you the entire time I'm gone, but we will be back on the 20th with a ton to talk about. And a reminder, each and every Thursday, Dustin Baker of VikingsTerritory.com will be in live in studio with us to give you the latest on the Vikings, and we'll have plenty to talk about uh, with him uh, a week from Thursday as I'm sure the Vikings will have a few more cuts and maybe some renegotiations of contracts. And will Dalvin Cook still be a Minnesota Viking 
Anyone's guess is the best guess for now, but we'll most assuredly find out in the next week. Let's take a look at what's still to come on the show. We'll talk with Joe DeLeon of the Believe Podcast Network on the NFL Combine, the latest NFL news, and we'll get an update on Tucker Craft, his draft status from South Dakota State, and where he could go and where he's ranked among the draftable tight ends in this year's draft. The NFL draft right at the end of April this year from Kansas City. We're on out the show today talking with pro fisherman Ted Takasaki as well, one of our all-time favorite guests. will swing by live in the studio to talk to us about the Sportsman Show going on now. At, uh, in, right here in Sioux Falls, the 56th year they've been doing the Sportsman Show. Scorecard from yesterday, nationally, Utah over Orlando, 131-124 in the NBA. Memphis, a 131-110 winner over Golden State. And Milwaukee gets another win, 118-113 at home over Brooklyn. Tonight in the NBA, Blazers and Sixers at 6 o'clock from Philly. Nets at T-Wolves at 7. Nuggets at Spurs also at 7 from San Antonio. And the Raptors visit the Lakers at 9.30. Finals from the NHL yesterday, a 10-burger put on by Dallas. 10-4, the win in Buffalo last night. Other area teams, Colorado fell at home to the Kings. And St. Louis wins at home to visiting San Jose 4-2. to That Colorado score, the loss to the Kings 5-2. to Tonight in the National Hockey League, Blackhawks and Panthers from Florida at 6. Ducks at Flames at 8 o'clock. Men's College Basketball Finals. Iowa State wins in the Big 12 quarterfinal round over Baylor 78-72. Creighton also wins 87-74 in the quarterfinals of the Big East over Villanova. And Iowa was upset last night against Ohio State. The Buckeyes back-to-back seed upsets to advance their way into the Big Ten quarterfinals, 73-69. to Minnesota falls against Maryland, 72-54. And currently, the Players' Championship from TPC Sawgrass going on right now in Florida. Latest look at the leaderboard. We have a new leader, Colin Morikawa, one under today, eight under overall. He's tied atop the leaderboard with Chad Ramey, who has yet to start today. Ben Griffin, Denny McCarthy, and Taylor Pendrith are your top five. Now a look at the high school girls basketball, high school girls state basketball tournaments uh, and the brackets. Finals from yesterday still to come today. Double A, Washington over Watertown yesterday. Jefferson over Mitchell. Pier TF Riggs over Rapid City Stevens. And it was Harrisburg over O'Gorman. So your matchups in the semis today. Washington and Jefferson at 5 o'clock from the Pentagon. 745 start for Pier TF Riggs and Harrisburg. Class A yesterday, Hamlin over Flandreau, very low scoring, 42-32 the final. Red Cloud over Lakota Tech, Wagner over Rapid City Christian, and Sisseton with the seed upset over Sioux Falls Christian. And from Watertown Civic Arena today, a 6 o'clock start between Hamlin and Red Cloud, 745 the start time between Wagner and Sisseton. In the Bs now, we'll see Wessington took care of business yesterday. They get the win over Jones County. Wall over Sully Buttes. It was Ethan, despite a challenge from Castlewood, to move on. Ethan with the 55-53 win. And Viberg Hurley over Howard yesterday. Today from here in Arena, we'll see Wessington and Wall at 6 o'clock. And Ethan and Viberg Hurley at 745. Going on right now, Augustana women's basketball in action with a Central Regional first round game. They're matched up with Missouri Southern, and right now the Lions have a 20-18 to advantage midway through the second quarter, nine and a half minutes to go. Michaela Jewett pacing the Viking women with nine total points. Augie 25-5 and 
on the season. You can find live stats at goaugie.com or listen to that live over on KXRB. That's 100.1 FM. News for the Minnesota Vikings today. They will release wide receiver Adam Thielen. That's according to a source, concluding a storied tenure for the native Minnesotan living out his childhood dreams on the field with the Vikings. A native of Detroit Lakes, Minnesota, who played collegiately at Mankato. Thielen signed with the team back in 2013 after serving as a tryout player at Rookie Minicamp. When's the last time you heard somebody not only be signed as a tryout player, but go on to be what could be a Viking Hall of Famer? And Thielen, a 33-year-old, began to lose a little bit of playing time towards the latter stages of last year, finished with 70 catches for 716 yards and six scores, and he has 6,682 yards and 55 touchdowns in his Vikings career. Again, outpaced in targets down the stretch, predictably by Justin Jefferson last year, but T.J. Hawkinson and K.J. Osborne with more catches in the final stages of the season. Well, we highlighted this earlier on in the week in the good, the bad, and the ugly, but here's an update on the Iowa Athletics Department and their settlement of the $4 million settlement to a group of black former football players who sued the university for alleged racial discrimination. University President Barbara Wilson on Thursday said the athletic department will reimburse $2 million to the state's general fund for the settlement. Uh, prior or beforehand, Iowa as a state was on hook for $2 million of this settlement. So a good look here for the Hawkeyes taking responsibility into their own hands. Iowa's State of Appeals Board on Monday voted 2-1 to one to approve $2 million of state money to cover about half of the settlement. The university's athletic department had already been set to cover the other half. Here's the quote from Wilson. I appreciate the work and due diligence of the Iowa Attorney General and the State Appeal Board. After listening to the concerns of Iowans and in consultation with the Board of Regents' leadership, I've determined that the University of Iowa Department of Athletics will reimburse the state general fund for the $2 million due to the recent settlement. I'm deeply committed to our students' success and well-being on and off the field of play. And this is a good look out of a bad situation for Iowa. Obviously, the lawsuit itself very troubling among current coaches on the staff and former employees on the football staff. But when it comes down to the state taxpayers and the state being responsible for a university and a few coaches and administrators' actions, you now have the university reimbursing the state in this scenario and saying, hey, this is on us. We'll take care of it, and it's our reputation that's on the line. And I really like this from the University of Iowa as far as settling this $4 million lawsuit settlement with former athletes there in Iowa City. We continue now with your Relia Bank headlines of the day. Before the NFL made its annual announcement of compensatory picks for the upcoming NFL draft, the San Francisco 49ers were slated to have just four selections. And after the league unveiled those 37 additional choices across the league yesterday, the Niners now have a whopping 11 picks. They picked up seven compensatory picks yesterday. And just in case you're wondering, in layman's terms, these are picks awarded to teams that lost a lot via free agency. And now some other new scenarios. San Francisco's seven comp picks include three extra third-round picks as part of the league's initiative for organizations developing minority candidates who become head coaches or general managers with other teams. So the Niners will get another one of these next year as D'Amico Ryans has left the D.C. position in San Francisco and is moving on to be the head coach in Houston. Those picks from a year ago came following the departures of head coaches Robert Sala to the Jets, Mike McDaniel to the Dolphins, and D'Amico Ryans 
to the Texans. So I stand corrected there. The D'Amico Ryan's pick is instantaneous, as well as the general managers, Martin Mayhew with the Commanders and Rand Carthen in recent years for the Titans. So these uh, new picks in regards to diversity initiatives and hiring uh, minority candidates are instantaneous. Where previously alluded to, I mentioned the losses in free agency. Those are a year behind. But a total of 37 comp picks for the NFL draft were awarded yesterday. Breakdown by team. We won't go through them all, but among the top teams, the Niners got seven, Rams four, Cardinals three, Chiefs and Cowboys also had three. The Green Bay Packers awarded two. And then among area teams, the Bears and Vikings both pick up an additional pick in this year's draft. The Boston Bruins shut down NHL scoring leader Connor McDavid last night, but they kept Leon Dreisaitl off the score sheet too, but it still wasn't enough to beat the Oilers last night. Oilers escaped a scare when McDavid limped off the ice late in their 3-2 win last night, minutes after Darnell Nurse scored the tie-breaking goal with just under five minutes to go. McDavid returned, but was held without a point for just the seventh game all season. It was the first time since New Year's Eve when McDavid was scoreless and Dreisaitl didn't play that neither registered a point, but this goes to say quite a bit about the Western Conference versus the East. In case you've been sleeping under a rock or are not a hockey person, the Boston Bruins are having a historically great season. First team ever, quickest team ever to over 100 points uh, on the season, and Boston is a dominant team in what is a jam-packed Eastern Conference with so many great teams, three or four teams with better records than the top team in the West. But Edmonton is a team to watch. Connor McDavid is more than likely, you can argue it a couple different ways, the most electric offensive player in the league. And Leon Dreisaitl also is up there with them, a great one-two punch for Edmonton. They have uh, near the tops as far as most goals scored this season, best point differential. And Edmonton, despite their record being kind of buried down there in the Western Conference, they will make the postseason, and they will be a very, very tough out. And to beat Boston despite not having points from either of their top two scores, says a lot about the quality of Edmonton as a hockey team. More hockey news here. All-star left wing Kirill Kaprizov is expected to miss the next three to four weeks with a lower body injury. The Minnesota Wild announced the news yesterday as Kaprizov was hurt on a Wednesday night's game at Winnipeg. He's in his third year with the organization, played in 214 out of 216 games, including the playoffs. But the injury will likely cost him most of the remainder of the regular season. The Wild have 17 games left. And I think most Wild fans will agree, just go ahead and call him out the rest of the regular season. We'll get him cranked up for the playoffs as the Wild are in position to make a playoff run. Last but most certainly not least, great news for Michaela Schifrin as we round out your Reliabank headlines of the day. American skier Michaela Schifrin won her record-tying 86th World Cup race Friday with a victory in giant slalom. Schifrin's win matched the overall record set by Swedish great Ingemar Stenmark 34 years ago. The American protected her half-second lead from the first run and finished .64 seconds ahead of Frederica Brignoni. Schifrin, the 27-year-old, crossed the finish line and put her hands to her helmet and then her face and shook her head slowly while taking in the scope of her achievement. Stenmark had told the AP last month that Schifrin is much better than I was, quote, and that he believed she could win more than 100 races. Schifrin, of course, became the most winningest all-time female in World Cup history recently, last month, and now has tied Ingemar Stenmark for the most all-time regardless of gender. It's time now to post up the Friday Parlay, as always brought to you 
by Pausabilities and High End Glass and Tobacco. Got another great prize pack for you this week. Find it on Twitter at ESPN Sioux Falls. On Twitter, your picks this week, Bucks minus one and a half at the Warriors this weekend. We'll do a little hockey, Oilers at Leafs. That's a pick em. And Knicks minus one and a half at the Lakers. And your tiebreaker, we always like to include golf when we can. Your tiebreaker will be the winning score to par at this weekend's player championship. And with a click of the button, that is officially posted at ESPN Sioux Falls on Twitter. Get your entries in now for this weekend's Friday Parlay, brought to you as always by Pausabilities and high-end glass and tobacco. When we come back, NFL, NFL draft and college football with the Believe Network's Joe DeLeon. That's next. Don't go anywhere. We round out the show with Ted Takasaki, area pro fisherman, later on the show as well, ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO. ESPN 102.3 and AM 1000 KSOO, Sioux Falls Sports Leader. Down the stretch we come on the week and the day of the show. Update from Duluth. Augustana has taken a three-point lead over Missouri Southern, 40-37, to behind 17 points for Michaela Jewett. Just a minute to go in the first half in that contest. We will keep you updated as things move along, Augie in the central region of that D2 NCAA tournament. But it's time now to talk a little football as we head to the ESPN hotline now to talk with Joe DeLeon, who always keeps us up to date on the latest NFL draft nuggets and news these days. Joe, it's always great to have you. How are things today? Uh, great, great. We've got the one uh, few rainy days that we get here in Los Angeles. But separate from that, I'm excited to talk NFL draft is Things are, are calming down a little bit right now post-combine, but still getting ready for that, that ramp-up that's coming up in April. I know things might be calming down on the draft side, but the NFL absolutely is not with Aaron Rodgers, Lamar Jackson, uh, Derek Carr. So much quarterback news, and now Odell Beckham Jr. back in the forefront with a workout today. You can follow Joe on Twitter, at Joe DeLeon. Again, draft analyst and college football for Believe Network. Also the host of the First Team podcast on Stadium uh, no stop in the NFL news cycle these days. The offseason becomes more fun year in and year out. Uh, a lot of activity with the franchise tag. And you can say Aaron Rodgers if you want to, but what player uh, or team situation do you find the most interesting at the moment uh, across the NFL? Yeah, I think the biggest one for me is the Lamar Jackson situation because of the non-exclusive tag that they placed on him. And there's a lot of complications that go with that tag because if somebody does decide to put in an offer for Lamar Jackson, there's the possibility that the Ravens then counter and they keep him. And that puts that team that was looking for a quarterback possibly out of the race for any of the other available guys, whether it is Aaron Rodgers or if it's Jimmy Garoppolo, because they're then behind. And I think that this from an NFL draft perspective is very interesting because if the Ravens do decide to let him go somewhere else. One, they're getting a first-round pick and then in this year's draft. But on top of that, they're in the market for a quarterback now. They're suddenly going to be looking for somebody to replace Lamar Jackson. So that one I'm watching the closest because I think it has the, the most seismic impact 
on how things are going to turn out in the first round of the NFL draft this year. Joe, let's talk draft now as uh, you covered the Combine this season, did a bunch of great recap videos of individual performances of, uh, of players. Anthony Richardson stole the show among quarterbacks, of course, tested, jumped out of the gym, did extremely well, best Combine performances, uh, best Combine performance of a quarterback possibly ever. Uh, was there another quarterback, though, that really had a strong performance that was, of course, overshadowed for good reason by Richardson? Yeah, it's it's really hard to match up next to Anthony Richardson and say that you had a really good day. One thing that was smart from a lot of these other quarterbacks is that they didn't really do any athletic testing, the top guys, that is. Bryce Young doesn't do anything. He doesn't do any throwing. Uh, C.J. Stroud and Will Levis decide that they're not going to run. They let Anthony Richardson go put, put on a show. I think the one guy who I believe, despite not testing, that impressed me the most was C.J. Stroud. And we knew coming into the day that C.J. is a very natural thrower. He's got a great, easy arm. But what we saw him juxtaposed with Anthony Richardson is reconfirming that he's more ready to play now than Anthony Richardson. I think that as excited as we're going to get with Richardson and his potential, a lot of evaluators – do understand, especially after it being reiterated during throwing drills, is that if you want somebody who can play right away, CJ Stroud's the guy who looks just so natural, so clean. All of his throws look so easy. Um, I know that there's some decision-making issues with Stroud that caused me to have a little bit of pause on his long-term projection, but I think for somebody who's trying to play it a little safer, Stroud fits that description, and the way that he threw during the NFL Combine reiterated that. Talking with Joe DeLeon here on the Friday edition of Overtime, ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO. Uh, Joe, last time we talked, we were recapping the Senior Bowl, and you came away with a few crushes from there. Tajay Spears, the running back, Keanu Benton, the interior defensive lineman. Did you find a few more crushes at the Combine? Yeah, and there was one guy who was one of my crushes from the Senior Bowl, who I'm, I'm now even more excited about, and that's Ade Odebwari from Northwestern. He showed up at the Senior Bowl, not a lot of people knowing who he was or what he was going to do. They knew that he was athletic because his younger brother is a phenomenal athlete at Oklahoma, and he was playing edge at Northwestern. He decides, I'm going to put on some weight from 260 to get up to 285, and I'm going to show up to the Senior Bowl, and I'm going to play defensive tackle. And he showed off some rare athleticism for a new position that he's never played before. And he dominated almost quietly that it took until the end of the week for people to start talking about him. He shows up at the NFL combine. He runs a four, four, nine in the 40, and he has a bunch of other fantastic testing numbers for a defensive tackle that weighs 282 pounds. So that that's ridiculous that he's able to move that quickly. I think there's still some question marks of, how productive can he be? Because he didn't really show that consistently on tape. I give him a lot of credit, and he's probably my biggest riser separate from Anthony Richardson through this process. Uh, I give him a ton of credit for making that decision to switch the defensive tackle because he's already shown some really impressive signs from every step of the way. Another player who I admittedly have a massive crush on, who's my second here, is Lucas Van Ness from Iowa. Who, oh, yeah. Uh, I just gave my final grade for him. I tweeted out a, a video of a play that he made against Wisconsin. Big, long, powerful kid. He shows up at the combine and has some really nice testing numbers. 
and I, I put better context on how good of an athlete he is. The way that he performed at the Combine plus the film, despite not being a full-time starter on that Iowa defensive line, I was willing to put him as my second-ranked edge rusher in this class. I think he's going to be a top 10 or at least a top 15 pick, but just has so much talent for the position. And he's, he's young. He's a young player that is still developing and growing, and I think he'd be a massively impactful edge rusher at the next level. And I hate you did it to my Badgers, but you watch that clip, and he just manhandles <laughs> the right guard with one arm, Oof. swims through, and goes and gets the quarterback. And Lucas Van Ness, definitely the uh, the talk of, of the combine in certain circles. Uh, let's talk wide receivers now, Joe. I know the Minnesota Vikings, as of today, have a definite need at wide receiver. The Green Bay Packers these days seemingly always need a wide receiver. Uh, if not a first-rounder, those big four, uh, Zay Flowers, Jackson Smith and Jigba, Johnston from TCU, Addison from USC, uh, could you see a mid-round pick or two excelling quickly in the NFL? I think that this year's class of receivers is odd, and I think that our perspective on receivers being drafted early has been strangely impacted by early success by other guys. So like this past year, Chris Olave and Garrett Wilson were phenomenal and they were first round picks. And we've got guys like Jamar Chase and Justin Jefferson who stepped in and immediately lit up the NFL. This year's class is, is a down year. And I think it's more to the typical standard of wide receivers that we're used to seeing. So I think to that question that you're asking, are there day two guys that can have an impact? I say yes, because I don't believe there really are any receivers in this class that I'd be willing and excited to take in the first round. And it's not that there aren't good players. It's just that we don't have an alpha dog receiver in the class. Instead, in my eyes, I think we have a lot of really good secondary and tertiary receivers, a lot of great slot receivers that aren't going to be the primary go-to threat. Could someone like Quentin Johnson or Jordan Addison emerge? Um, as a productive receiver in the NFL, yes, it's definitely possible. I just don't see them as being the primary target in an offense. There's a lot of guys that I think that are going to go on day two that are going to be highly impactful deep threats in the NFL and slot receivers. Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think, did well enough where he might go in the first round. But other guys that are those deep threats are guys like Josh Downs from North Carolina, Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee, Dave Flowers from Boston College. Uh, Parker Washington from Penn State. There's a lot of great options for those types of roles. And because of the way that this class is set up, I, I really think this could be a year where, again, to your question that you asked, that we might end up having a, a weird amount of guys that are productive that were day two picks. All very good thoughts on the wide receiver position. Again, we're chatting with Joe DeLeon of the Believe Network, college football and NFL draft analyst, also the host of the First Team podcast. You can check that out on stadium. Lastly, Joe, we ask you just about every time you come on due to your background uh, at the FCS level, Tucker Craft, PFF has him as the sixth ranked tight end, 89th ranked prospect overall. As far as your rankings go, is that too high or too low? And, and maybe a, a blurb on how Tucker did at, at Indianapolis. Yeah, I think Tucker Craft honestly didn't get enough recognition for how he did at the NFL Combine because of guys like Darnell Washington and Zachary Koontz who were crazy athletic with the testing that they put up with their size at over 6'7 and being over 255 pounds. They're both freakish athletes, but I think Tucker 
and I tweeted this out, that the time that he put up was about a 4-7. That's a good time for him. But I think compared to those other guys, that Tucker is the more well-rounded player. I think that he is a more immediately uh, impactful player in the sense that he can impact the run game. He can also be an after-the-catch type of a player. I just think that what you're getting with Tucker Kraft is just more of a, a player who can, one, run great routes, who is quick to accelerate, and then has the ability to flip tackles and power through tacklers because he's got good leg drive. But because of the injury that he suffered this year and not being fully available and then you know having Hines, who was ahead of him, not really ahead of him, but because he was fully healthy, mm-hmm. was playing a little bit more of a prominent role when you go and watch some of the tape at the end of the season, that might impact him a little bit. But for me, I try to, I'm not trying to let that impact my thoughts on him. And I do have Tucker Kraft ranked as my third tight end in this class. I have him right behind Dalton Kincaid. Uh, but I don't think the NFL is going to see him as, as highly as I do. All great thoughts, Joe. We appreciate the time, as always. Uh, hope to do it again soon, buddy. Hopefully before the draft. Get a final preview from you. You can follow him on Twitter at Joe DeLeon. Joe, thanks for the time, as always, man. Of course, thanks for having me. Latest NFL Draft Talk with Joe DeLeon of the Believe Network. Coming up next, it's pro fisherman Ted Takasaki talking all things sportsman show going on this weekend in Sioux Falls. Sioux Falls Arena and Convention Center. I've got a pair of tickets right now for caller number two to the Sioux Falls or Sioux Empire Sportsman Show, March 9th through the 12th. That's now underway at the Sioux Falls Arena and Convention Center. Caller number two. Pair of tickets up for grabs right now. Ted Takasaki next on Overtime. Introducing Major League Baseball. It's all here on ESPN 102.3 and AM 1000 KSOO. Sioux Falls Sports Leader. Right back with you on the Friday edition of Overtime, right here on your Sioux Falls Sports Leader. There's a lot of great sporting events uh, in and around Sioux Falls on a yearly basis. We just got done with the NSIC Tournament, Summit League Tournament last weekend, and this weekend, and going on right now, the 2023 Sioux Empire Sportsman Show. And one of our favorite guests is back with us in the studio today, Mr. Ted Takasaki. Ted, uh, it's always a blast to get caught up with you. I know it's been a busy time. Uh, with the Sportsman Show coming up. But uh, welcome back to the show. How are things for you? Hey, it's just going great, Bert. I'm really excited about the upcoming Sioux Empire Sportsman Show. There's a lot of things for everybody to do. There's, uh, I mean, RVs, campers, uh, outdoors equipment, uh, tons and tons of boats. Uh, it's a, a lot a lot of exhibitors that show off the resorts for travel and just things for the whole family out there at the at the arena. And things got going uh, for the show yesterday at 5, but again, opens uh, just got open actually today at noon. We'll run through 9 o'clock tonight, the hours Saturday 10 to 8, and the hours Sunday 10 to 5. You mentioned boats. I know you're a boat guy. Do you have your eye on anything out there this year? You betcha. I mean, uh, Sioux Sports is going to be out that show along with other boat dealers, but uh, I've got my uh, my Lund boat coming, and uh, can't wait to get out in open water. I mean, this is always kind of a tough time for me because... I turn out my boats in and out uh, each year, and I usually get my new one by about April. So it'll be, uh, I can't wait, looking forward to it for sure. For sure. I have to ask you this, because I know in the past we've had you on with JT, and, and we've talked boats, and I know you're a Lund guy. Uh, you mentioned every single year a new boat. Have you ever carried a boat year to year that you liked so much? 
Well, yeah, I love them all. They're all like children, but, uh, <laughs> you know, they want me running the latest and greatest, you know. I mean, they've got a whole bunch of new color schemes, a lot of new features to their boats. And, uh, you know, the, the sports show, what's great about the sports show is that if you're looking for a boat or if you're looking for a camper, you have them all in one spot where you can, you can really, uh, compare all the features, compare all the pricing, get the best pricing you possibly can. Um, Lund, Lund Boats always has big, uh, big, uh, bonuses. You know, if you buy a boat this spring, you know, like a spring giveaway kind of, uh, bonuses for, for people who are looking for boats. And, uh, so it's a, it's the best time to negotiate the best deal you possibly can on anything that's outdoors. It's the 56th annual 2023 Sioux Empire Sportsman Show. Again, got underway yesterday. The hours today, noon to 9, tomorrow 10 to 8, and it will round out on Sunday 10 to 5. And uh, as we're talking about this show, you mentioned the boats, you mentioned the RVs and campers. Uh, one other thing that people don't think about when they go to a sportsman show is is travel and travel packages. Uh, i got to ask you personally, I know you travel quite a bit uh, on the fishing scene What's the coolest place you've been in the last year as far as uh, fishing goes? And what are some of the, the packages that might be available for folks to look at? Well, to tell you the truth, I mean, I love South Dakota. South Dakota's got the best fishing in the States, I believe, and in addition to uh, some of the best outfitters. So you can find all, all what, whatever you want, you know, as far as a, a resort or anything else. Now, there's a lot from Minnesota. There's a lot from North Dakota, you know, other places around the upper Midwest. So it's just uh, it's a great place just to be able to find. If you want to take your family on a fishing vacation, there's no doubt this is the place to be. Ted Takisaki, our guest here on Overtime. As always, uh, what's the best place to find you? I know you're a busy guy with, uh, with the fishing scene. you got a lot of big things going on. Last year took home that, uh, that walleye tournament. What is up next for you, and what's the best place that folks can find you? Well, to tell you the truth, they can find me right here at the sports <laughs> show this weekend because uh, that's where I'm going to be. I'll be giving seminars uh, for uh, today, tomorrow, and uh, Sunday. Uh, I'll be talking about slip barbering for uh, for for any kind of fish. I mean, panfish, walleyes, uh, pike, etc. I'll also be talking about uh, jig fishing for walleyes, and um, you know, I mean. We live in such a great state right here in South Dakota for, for walleyes and for all different kinds of species of fish. And uh, these tips, I've, I've had the opportunity now to fish a lot of South Dakota lakes, and I'll be talking about these techniques that, that help you catch them. And we're excited to have Ted out at the uh, Sportsman Show this year, 56th annual. How long have you been a part of this? And uh, the longevity says a lot about the event. You know, I you know I'm getting up there. I'm an official card carrying Medicare senior citizen. Come on, <laughs> exactly. it just me. it just happened in, in December, and uh, I think I've been coming to this show for at least twenty to twenty five years. I love the show. I I love every sports show, but I especially love this one just because there's so many things to do, and it's such a great show to be able to uh, bring your kids to. There's a lot of things for them to do. Uh, the trout pond. Uh, there's the uh, uh, a lot of kids seminars and everything else for the kids to do. I was actually going to ask you about that next because I know being a dad myself, I'm going to be out of the event and looking forward to being there. But a lot of people might stress out about, man, what am I going to do with the kids? I want to get into this fishing gear. I want to learn. I want to exactly. spend some time for me, and I want to look at boats, and I want to nerd out over fishing stuff. But here's some of the things for kids. So from Barnyard and Buddies and the Great Lakes Timber Show, uh, the kids' fishing workshop, and also, as you mentioned, the live trout pond. So, but wildlife you know, windy. Yeah, and, and youngsters have plenty to do <laughs> uh, out of the bout. So there's a, a really good 
a whole bunch of exhibits for kids. So don't stress about bringing the kids out as that becomes a big part of this event moving forward. So things got going yesterday. Uh, lastly here, Ted, how did uh, how did the first day go and uh, how much are you looking forward to the rest? Because I know things will heat up over the weekend. Well, I think, you know, uh, the first days are, uh, you know, people are kind of filling it out. It's Thursday evening, you know, so I think um, I think it, it went well, and we're looking forward again, I think, a big day today, and then hopefully we don't get the snow that they're talking about tomorrow. Yeah, and uh, hopefully that doesn't play too much of a factor, but it's not supposed to be that bad, as I knock on wood here uh, in the studio. Ted, it's always a blast to have you. I hope to uh, run into you at the Sportsman Show, and uh, yeah, best of luck this year, fishing season. I hope to hear all about it soon. Come out to one of the seminars that I'll be giving, so happy super. Appreciate it, Ted. Thanks so much for the time. That's Ted Takasaki, one of our absolute favorite guests here on the show, right here, ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO. It's the 56th annual 2023 Sioux Empire Sportsman Show. Again, running yesterday, the again running Thursday through Sunday this weekend. Today's hours 12 to 9, Saturday 10 to 8, and Sunday 10 to to five, So a lot to look forward to there, including a lot of great activities for kids. It's a boat show, RV and camping show, outdoor equipment show, and lastly, but most certainly not least, it's a vacation and travel show. So plenty of great options, great exhibits, an opportunity to learn more about the outdoors in our great state of South Dakota. The 2023 Sioux Empire Sportsman Show, again underway today, noon to nine at the Sioux Falls Arena and Convention Center. That'll wrap up the week and the day of the show. As always, thanks so much for being with us. Do not forget, enter the Friday Parlay right now on Twitter at ESPN Sioux Falls. You can follow me at Burt ESPN, but that Parlay, another big prize pack up for grabs and get your entry in now at ESPN Sioux Falls on Twitter. Special thanks to all of our great guests throughout the week. And a reminder, we are off next week. I've got some much-needed vacation planned. And we will be back the following Monday as we continue to break down the wild frenzy of moves in the NFL as well as the upcoming NFL draft, the playoff hunt for both the NBA and the NHL, and so much more as we're off next week. But we will talk to you a week from Monday, Sioux Falls. Thanks, as always, for being with us and being along for the ride. We appreciate it immensely right here on ESPN 102.3 AM 1000 KSOO. 